In this episode of Locked On Capitals, the Capitals make their pick at number 20 in the first round. Let's talk about that next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form. So head on over to YouTube and check that out. My name is Dan Holney. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition, the Washington Capitals make their big pick at number 20, and they sign a Russian left winger. His name is Ivan Miro Shashnenko, or they go by Miro for short. Um, And it's a great acquisition that Capitals made. Um, And if you take a look at it, there are some concerns about it. We'll talk about that in this show. But ultimately, I think that the Washington Capitals made a really sound decision by picking him up. You know, I've talked about in this podcast all season long how this team needs to get younger and it needs to get faster. And I know this is kind of an out-of-the-box thing to say, but I do think that maybe Miro could be the future Alex Ovechkin on this team. He plays the left wing. He kind of has that same snarl to his game. We'll talk about that in this show. Then later on, we're going to talk about did the Capitals ultimately do the right thing by picking up uh, Miro? There were some other big names out there. Why did the Capitals ultimately zero in on him and then the future with Miro on this team. So in this edition, that's what we're talking about, is how the Washington Capitals uh, signed Ivan Miroshashenko, uh, number 20. And, you know, there were some interesting rumors that were kind of swirling around that right before the Washington Capitals made their pick, that uh, there were there was like a hush-hush conference going on about who they were, they were going to pick. Like maybe they had a last-moment change of heart. Um, Well, ultimately, if you listen to all the big names in the NHL, they were saying that this was a really great uh, choice that the Washington Capitals made. Um, And that's what I'm talking about is that they this is their need to get younger and faster. I think they address that uh, by picking up Miro. I think that, you know, obviously he's going to be a couple years out. I don't think he's going to be ready for prime time right now. But I think that ultimately they did the right thing and the book on him is really high. So just to start off here, so what are some of the reasons and causes of concern about him is that he was diagnosed uh, with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. But um, just looking at this here, the Caps did their due diligence on Miro head trainer. Jason Service reviews his medical records and the team interviewed him yesterday in Montreal So it seems like they were pretty sure that they were going to go with him. But uh, I think that ultimately there was probably some concern out there if he was going to to come back and play just as he did before. Um, It's a rather tough illness, um, but uh, it's the success rate of turning around is pretty good. Um, Mira Shashenko is a top 10 talent, but was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma last season, causing him to slip high risk, high reward pick for the Caps. And uh, I like this pick uh, ultimately overall. And um, 
you know, I can kind of see the lines drawn to an Alex Ovechkin. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, Alex will probably take him under his wing and kind of show him the way things, uh, the way things go with the Washington Capitals. And, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where he fits into this lineup. Um, is he going to be playing on Hershey anytime soon? Where does he exactly fit in with this Washington Capitals lineup? I think that we'll ultimately learn more about that in the coming days here. Um, but just taking a look and kind of just bringing it back to um, his health concerns. And that's the, some of the biggest concern uh, about him was because other than that, he was considered a top 10 prospect. Um, in the hockey writers, they'll say, I'll start with a bit of discouraging news. Miro was recently diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. This is the same form of cancer that Mario Lemieux battled with midway through his career with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Miro had decided to seek treatment in Germany, similarly to Toronto Maple Leafs prospect Rodian Amarov was recently diagnosed with brain cancer. He will step away from hockey this season and could be out all of next season as well. On a positive note, his condition is curable and the recovery rates are promising around 88% depending on the extent of the spread. He has expressed interest in coming to pursue hockey as a career. We wish him the best. He was originally born in Serbia. He moved to Moscow at a young age to play youth hockey. He played and eventually played with the Vitsev Poltsov um, and then purchased his rights for $700,000. Um, you'll have to forgive me. Some of these Russian names are a bit uh, hard to say. But earlier in 2020, he signed an agreement to play with the United States Hockey League, um, Muskegon Lumberjacks, but was denied entry into the U.S. He was also denied entry into Canada at one point, and neither of these denials have been addressed or explained. And, you know, that's kind of the, you know, the worrisome part. And I hate to say it with uh, some of these Russian players. Um, if you uh, hear what's going on with like Kaprizov and some of these different players um, that are Russian that um, that are hoping to come back in the fall is ultimately, are they going to be able to? Um, I've heard reports out there that uh, Russia doesn't want to let them go. Um, I mean, just take a look at this Washington Capitals team. Where are the Washington Capitals going to be without all the Russians? I mean, add them up. You have um, Ovechkin, you have Orlov, you have Samsonov. Um, so, I mean, if you take all of Kuznetsov, if you take all of them out of the lineup, um, I think that you're going to radically uh, change this Washington Capitals team a lot. And if you take a look around the league, there are some big and pivotal players that are Russians that um, are slated to come back uh, in the fall. We really hope uh, that they're able to do that. And I guess that um, is kind of the same concern with Ivan, if he is going to be able to come uh, and play in the United States. As a side note, though, Miro struggled to produce. He was still generating five shot attempts per game. In addition, there is no way for anyone to know how his health issues might have been affecting his performance. So it's important to take his struggles and shortcomings with a grain of salt. There is still a lot about him to like, although his rankings vary widely from 6th to 30th. He was all the tools um, of a lethal score in the NHL. He has a similar playing style to Alex Ovechkin. It's interesting. Uh, this um, article was some from some time ago. Although he is not highly touted as the great eight, 
His strength is his shot. He can unload a wrist shot off the rush in a similar way to the aforementioned Russian. It's NHL ready, quick, and powerful, and he likes to cut from the left towards the middle and fire it from a toe drag style against the grain. It's hard for goalies to pick up, and he does it so fluidly that they rarely have a chance to square up on him. In addition, he has a powerful one-timer, and you guessed it, he sets up in Ovechkin's office around the top of the circle to to use it, although he isn't as stagnant. Uh, With his movement on the power play as Ovechkin, he does like to stay on the left circle, ready to shoot at any moment. Being the powerful scorer that he is, he found other ways to score. He's not afraid to set up shop in front of the net or get dirty in the dirty areas to knock in some garbage goals. He has the patience to make an extra move in front to give himself a better angle or opportunity And there's a lot to like just about that summary of what kind of player that he is. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Before the draft, I wasn't real familiar on who he is or who he was, but there's a lot to like about there. So he is kind of, you know, an Alex Ovechkin 2.0. He likes to set up from Ovechkin's left office there. Also, the thing that I like about him is that he likes to get involved in what they call those dirty goals, those ones that you're right up in front of the net. You know, sometimes some of these players in the NHL, they try to go for these perfection plays. You know, they want to get these wrist shots from a a far angle. The fact that he's willing to get those dirty goals um, is kind of just a really cool thing about him. And I think that, you know, there is a bright future for him on this Washington Capitals team. All right, so after the break here, we are going to continue to talk about the Capitals' first-round pick and what lies ahead. But first, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including league reviews and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. And you know, to be honest with you, sometimes it's a little bit more interesting if you have some money on the game. That's why I like BetOnline. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, so welcome back to this edition of Locked On Capitals as we talk about Ivan Miroshenko, um, the number 20 pick for the Washington Capitals, a left winger. Um, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see where he fits in. Is this the Washington Capitals' plans for after Alex Ovechkin? Are we already thinking that far ahead? Um, it's kind of a sad thing to think about that we're already kind of uh, planning for a Washington Capitals team um, after Alex Ovechkin. But I think that ultimately that's what you have to do is kind of keep your eyes uh, on the future. Because, I mean, we know what we have in this team that's on the ice But what's next? What's next? Alex Ovechkin and Nick Backstrom can't play forever. So it's good that they do have their eyes on the future. Um, And just looking more on in this article there in here, although he is more of a sniper than a playmaker, he is a great passer. He loves to use his backhand down low to make dangerous passes to the slot. He has the ability to make crisp cross seam passes to uh, create for his teammates. 
He looks to use his body to shield and lure defenders towards him to open up passing lanes. He uses the threat of lethal shot to manipulate defenders, and it would be nice to see him develop and use this facet of his game. So, again, there's so many good things to like about him. I think that he's going to fit in well on this Washington Capitals team. He seems to play that same formula of hockey, uh, of how the Washington Capitals go out there. His skating might be his most underrated tool. He's a dynamite skater with a powerful and agile stride. He can change directions quickly, forcing defenders into snap decisions that can lead to drawn penalties. He has no trouble keeping his speed while carrying the puck, utilizing crossovers and shifty head movements to keep opponents off balance. In the offensive zone, he can stop on a dime and accelerate in other directions to create space. Miro has the innate ability to drive to hunt and find loose pucks. He's patient at the net front and doesn't venture into overcrowded areas. So that's what they're saying here. This guy has high hockey IQ. I like that in this player already. I think that uh, he's kind of uh, venturing into being one of my favorite future players already. Instead, he waits for the puck to squirt loose and pounces with authority. He gets himself open through the neutral zone and attacks with speed and solid support of the puck carrier. He easily finds space in the offensive zone to unleash his one-timer. He has no trouble identifying more dangerous plays and prefers to keep possessions if they aren't any viable options. He doesn't force flashy plays even when they seem enticing. And that is just maturity beyond his years because oftentimes when you look at these players, they think to themselves, it's all about me. It's all about me. How can I look better in this situation? What can I do to, to look better? And in, in this case, that is showing a sign of maturity that he will, you know, wait for the right moment to come. He's not going to try to make this shot on the net that he knows isn't going to go in. Um, and I think that that just speaks really well of him. And uh, one of the things that I'm noticing with a lot of these younger players, and you noticed uh, from years before, is just the um, overall maturity. You see a far higher level of maturity in these young younger players than you did in some of the older players. And uh, that is a promising sign. While moving through the neutral zone, Miro can easily deke through bodies with speed. He uses his long wingspan along with head movements and quick cuts to blow by defenders. His hands aren't only one more noticeable strengths. They are average, but he has no puck handling issues and can stick handle quite fluidly. He simply uses his edge work and speed more often to create space and chances. He easily picks up sloppy passes from teammates in his feet and hands and continues to attack attack seamlessly. So like I'm saying, this is the kind of guy that the Washington Capitals were looking for. Um, and it's kind of one of these diamonds in the rough. You know, if you take a look at this draft, it didn't really kind of go how anyone thought it was going to go. Um, and this is one of the players that I think that will ultimately uh, look back on and go, how did all of the previous 19 uh, draft picks, how did these other teams um, how did they not pick up on Miro? Why did the Washington Capitals have the foresight and just the knowledge to be all in on this guy? So what are some of the risks of having him on the team? We know that he has health issues, but by looking at the stats, it's a pretty good chance that it's curable. So I think that ultimately the Washington Capitals are wise to, to try to take that risk, and they, they are going to take that risk by signing him. But like they said in there, also high reward. 
if he does in fact get you know completely healthy then you are looking at one elite level player and i think the washington capitals will walk away from that looking like a genius so i i think you know it's what what's going to be interesting for the capitals going forward is what uh, do the what players do they take in the upcoming rounds um, I think that ultimately the Washington Capitals, as far as the draft is concerned, they need to pick up on defensemen and some depth forwards. Um, but it'll be interesting to see uh, where they end up and who they end up picking up. So back to Miro here. In general, he has average defensive instincts. He identifies danger through the neutral zone and uses his speed to cut off attackers and intercept passes. He skates aggressively for loose pucks on both ends of the ice. He gets into shooting lanes and isn't afraid to block shots. Excuse me. He uses his long wingspan effectively to direct attackers where he wants them to go. The biggest knock on Miro is his shift to shift effort level and focus. There are times where you forget that he's playing, which shouldn't happen for a player as dynamic as he is. While he hustles hard for loose pucks, he can be attentive on the forecheck, preferring to wait for a mistake rather than force one. And, you know, he is a younger player and uh, you got to take the good and the bad. But if you take a look at everything that we've talked about here, cumulatively, he does seem like one great player. Of course, he's got things to work on. He's still a young guy, but I think the upside on him outweighs the bad. All right, so after the break here, we are going to continue to talk about Miro. Where does he fit into this Washington Capitals organization, and how many years out is he? We'll talk about that next. All right, welcome back to this edition of Locked On Capitals. My name is Dan Holney. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. And in this episode, we are talking about the Capitals draft pick, and who they picked tonight, Ivan Miro Shinshenko, um, left winger from Russia. And, uh, you know, like I've talked about in this episode, I think that, you know, he could almost stand to be Alex Ovechkin 2.0. He is a Russian. He's a left wing. And he likes to set up from Alex's office. One question that remains out there, is this going to create any kind of jealousy with Alex Ovechkin? And will he even end up playing together with him? I suppose that they'll end up playing in some training camps and that kind of thing. But you got to think that he's at least a few years away, away from being ready for prime time. But I think just from going over this report on him, I think, you know, you take a look at the the good points about players and the bad points about players. And I think the good outweighs the bad. This point to another issue, namely that although he has great speed, he doesn't always use it. There are times when he loops around in the neutral zone, waiting for a pass instead of circling back and attacking with speed with the rest of the offensive unit. With just average to above average puck skills, he sometimes loses the puck trying to make one-on-one moves, although sometimes his edge work bails him out. His selfishness, or excuse me, selfishness with the puck, or rather his preference to shoot, could be considered a drawback, but his shot is so powerful that his selfishness is with a certain strength. So, I mean, that's worth it. You know, ultimately, if you have the shot, take it. So there's a fine line there between um, being the kind of guy that is, you know, going to take a a horrible shot, you know, just to take a shot. But if this guy believes that he can take a great shot and he takes it, good. That's a sign of him being confident in what he does out there. And I think that ultimately you could use a lot more of that in the National Hockey League. The Washington Capitals could use that, for example, is that, you know, sometimes when I'm watching the games, I'm thinking to myself, just shoot the puck, just shoot it. 
You know, I think they're always looking for those kind of cutesy plays. With his defensive instincts aren't terrible, this facet of his game is where his lack of effort and focus is the most noticeable. He can be slow to address dangerous plays, sometimes seemingly unengaged, although even standing still with the opposition players jumps into some open ice for a chance on goal. His patience is a virtue on offense, but waiting around for something to happen on the defense end is how not to play winning hockey. That being said, that being said, defensive IQ and developing a consistent effort level are coachable traits. And with a good coach and some hours in the film room, there's no reason to believe he won't become more consistent night in and night out. Although I'd like to see him develop in some more snarl um, and for him to be more aggressive with his body and his forecheck, his frame has it. Um, and I think those are all things that you can work on. If you take a look at Tom Wilson, his first couple of years in the league, he is not the player. Uh, he wasn't the player back in that back then that he is now. Um, if you take just kind of take a look at his picture when he was drafted, he was a much smaller frame. So I think that there are certain things that Miro can do. Um, you know, just have some talk to some of the guys on the Washington Capitals. You got that big frame, put it to use. Because I mean, if you're going to be successful in the National Hockey League. You got to use that big frame that that you have out there because it is a big physical game, and uh, I think that the Washington Capitals, like I said in this episode, I think that they ultimately uh, made a great uh, decision by um, drafting him. Miro's shot is quite clearly his best asset as the puck explodes off the end of his stick with deadly accuracy. Regardless of which type of shot he is taking, it's not common for players of Miro's age to be able to beat grown men with a wrist shot, but he is able to do just that. Miro is loaded with offensive talent and poses a significant threat to opposition when he has the puck. He shot His shot is probably the most dangerous weapon as he can unload the puck quickly and powerfully. Other than his shot, Miro has a strong top speed which allows him to blow by defenders. His hands are another area of strength often inviting defenders in close before using his vision to find teammates with the ice opened up. So that was uh, Bob McKenzie's um, part of that last part. There was Bob McKenzie's um, assessment of who he is. And um, this was a great article that was in the hockey writers and um, just a real good breakdown on what kind of player he is. Because like I was saying before, you know, before the Capitals drafted him, I'm going to be honest with you, I wasn't really that aware of him, but, you know, just doing some research quickly before uh, the show. I mean, I think I'm all in on this guy. I don't think they could have picked anyone any better uh, than who they picked. Is there some downside to him? Is there is there some risk involved with him? Sure. But I think that ultimately, if you take a look at the statistics of the, you know, the rate and on uh, how you can be cured from this, I think that you can can walk away from that positively thinking to yourself that you made a good decision. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see who the Washington Capitals um, end up going with in the next coming rounds here. Um, if you take a look back historically on who the Washington Capitals have gone with and a lot of those players are playing on your Washington Capitals right now. In 2015, it was Ilya Samsonov. Maybe that name sounds familiar. Guess what? He's one of the goalies for the Washington Capitals. Lucas Johansson in 2016. Uh, Alexander Alexiev in 2018. Those are two players to look out for uh, coming up next season. I think that um, Lucas Johansson will at least start the season with the Washington Capitals. As we know, Alexiev has that injury. Uh, in 2019, it was Connor McMichael. 
I think he's going to take on a bigger role with his Washington Capitals team, uh, given the injury to Nick Backstrom. And then in 2020, Hendricks LaPierre, he is the coveted crown jewel on the Washington Capitals. When you ever hear a big name linked to the Washington Capitals, like they should pick up the, you know, a JT Miller or something like that. There, People always will tell me, well, you're going to have to give up a Hendricks LaPierre or a Connor McMichael. So I think that the Capitals pipeline, Miro as well, I think is starting to look great. And I think that you're going to start to see more and more of these players integrated into the lineup. And uh, I think that there is a lot of promise on this Washington Capitals team. I don't think they're going to be one of those teams that has to spend a lot of time uh, trying to do a rebuild. All right. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on every everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. In the next episode, we will talk about what the Capitals did in the draft over the weekend or Friday, shall we say. That episode will be out on Monday. We'll break down the big moves that the Capitals did. Where do those players fit in with this Washington Capitals team? We'll talk about that on Monday. Thank you for joining me once again on this week of Locked On Capitals, and we'll talk to you Monday.